In a world of thin-skinned knife makers and thick-as-heck edges, four losers who met on a Discord server embark on a journey into the world of pocket jewel, uh, I mean knives. Introducing your hosts, Brian Kim, Jacob Bolduck, Vex, and the Lizard Man. <clears throat> um, hello, and uh, welcome to the first episode of the Behind the Edge podcast. I'm Brian, and I am joined by my co-hosts. Uh, introduce yourselves, guys. Um, in whatever am, order. <laughs> I, I am uh, Echo Gecko. Uh, also, I'm known as you slash Echo Gecko 4 on Reddit. I am an administrator in the Knife Club Discord server. I own a smaller knife collection than most of my peers, but I've been collecting for over two years now. So it's a pleasure to be on this podcast, and I look forward to it, guys. Um, my name is Jacob. Uh, Jacob Bolduck, full name on Reddit and stuff like that. Um, I run a small YouTube channel. Uh, Jake's take, and I have way too many knives. I've been collecting for also about two years, and uh, look forward to this podcast. My name is Vex, Vexdos on every social media, and I've been collecting seriously for about three or four years now, and I need to cut back on that now, so <laughs> yeah. I think we all do. <laughs> oh man, I mean, I don't need to cut back. I, I'm pretty controlled. Uh <laughs> yeah, well, you are kind of controlled, Brian. You don't have that many in, knives in my you? own in my own way. They don't survive long. But <laughs> anyway, um, my name is Brian. Uh, I introduced myself before, and uh, I am a custom knife maker. I've been collecting for about six years now. Um, I had like a two-year break period, but I'm back to collecting again. And um, we're all just really excited to bring you some sort of different knife content. Um, I'm going to really quickly go over the format of the podcast. Basically, we're going to talk about upcoming knife news. Uh, we're going to talk about a knife collecting topic, a knife making topic that is related to the collecting topic, sometimes a guest topic if we have a guest, and then we'll answer some questions from the viewers. Um, we're not going to strictly follow that format for this episode because we want to get a little more in depth on who we are. Um, but I think do you guys want to start talking with the upcoming news or do you want to you know, introduce yourselves during the knife collecting topic or... How you got into that then? What do you think? Um, I think we, we should start with uh, how we got into collecting and kind of go back on, you know, more about ourselves first, and then we will move on to news. Sure. So, so um, I'll start, actually. I'll start. Um, so I've been collecting for about two years, and I began with a uh, Leatherman Crater 33 little pocket knife that I bought off of Amazon for, like, $20, which is kind of a... Kind of a scam now, I feel like. <laughs> I spent, I almost feel like I spent too much on that little knife. Um, but it was uh, 440C, I think. And um, it was all right. It had a carabiner on it. Um, but that is kind of how I began collecting. And from there, I kind of moved on to CRKT. And I got a, a CRKT Crawford Casper. And um, then ended up with a CRKT Tirade. Um, which is a button lock tie Brian tie design knife. Um, and then from there I moved on to a paramilitary two and then a Mannix. And now I have an assortment of different ZTs and spider codes and Benchmates, And, uh, most recently a, um, real steel metamorph, which is what I've been carrying, uh, lately the most. So that's kind of how I got into collecting and, you know, what, where I am now. So anyone else can, you know, 
tell their story. Was, any, was anyone else like furiously Google searching the names of those? CRKTs? <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I, I don't know any CRKT knives. I just never I had to bought look them. up the crater. I was like, what the heck is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, CRKT, um, I just, man, uh, I, they've got some good des- designs, but um, I just can't. I can't buy their knives anymore. I just yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they do some cool stuff, but you know, I'm I, I kind of like um, I, I'm more higher end now, you know. Um, yeah, and plus, I feel that. Plus the steel, you know, they use a lot of HCR 13 MOV, and uh, you know, I'm more of a minimum D2 kind of guy now. So personally, yeah, I feel that. So you know, <laughs> we can get into uh, steel snob topics later. I think, but uh, for sure. Um, who wants to go next? Um, I can go, I guess. Um, so I had a uh, pretty pretty rough mall ninja phase throughout like middle school. <laughs> um, <laughs> that died off pretty quickly, as you can imagine. Um, but I always had kind of like cheaper gas gas station pocket knives growing up. Um, for my birthday one year, though, um, my now wife, um, her stepdad got me a Attack Force Speedster. Um, Dang. which was, yeah, to me, that was like a super nice knife at the time. <laughs> um, so I had that for a while. The pocket clip snapped off, like literally just broke off. So I was like, okay, let me, let's go up a little bit. So I went on, um, Amazon warehouse deals and found a, uh, a bird, um, finch, super tiny little lockback knife. And it kind of went from there. Um, my first somewhat high end knife after that was a, Kaiser Klecker Compact, which no one has probably ever heard of. Um, and it's just kind of gone from there. Now I have, God, I don't know, maybe like 40 knives. I really don't count. I've you have um, you have some uh, like mid-techs and maybe a custom, don't you? Or just I don't have any customs. Um, probably the highest end stuff I have, um, my Millet Torrent, right. um, which I, I love to death. Um, Spider Co. Python. I'm leaning more towards that at this point, like that. Um, that right like, around three to four hundred range. That production mid tech type. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. Um, just because the the quality is really good, but the price jumps kind of hard. I think most people, um, at, at my point, like two years in, are kind of at the uh, the higher end production. Not like Rockstead or anything, right? Like a, well, yeah. Like if Wii I was and Riot and stuff, yeah. If I had the money, I would be more uh, leaning towards. Um, I, I just really like Olamics for some reason. God, like I love the uh, the Busker and the um, Wayfarer. I want a really bad. Yeah, so that's yeah, kind of where we'll I see. lean towards. So, um, uh, Vex, what what? Uh, How did you get into collecting? Um, like most people, I started out with the really bad mall ninja knives like my first knife i remember buying was like a strider knockoff literally at a mall and i loved that thing and i carried it all the time i was probably like 10 years old but my first real good knife was a kershaw blur at walmart <laughs> tanto um serrated edge of course <laughs> then when i got into high school i kind of got back into knives like sophomore year i think with the money i saved up i bought a spider coast stage one and that that blew me away just because it was way better than everything else I've tried. Then after that, I kind of went to the stereotypical knife collector knives, like the 940, then the PM2, and, you know, just all the, not hype knives, but the, the basics. You know, 
Yeah, the basics, you know, the classics. Yeah, the, the classics is a good word. Like the PM2, I feel like everyone... Or yeah, the like, PM2 or the Manix or the 940-2 uh, or dash 1 or just the regular 940, I feel like everyone kind of gra- uh, graduates towards that. Yeah, because that's... over all yeah. of those. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right, so I'll go next. Yep. Um, basically... I am Korean, so that meant that my childhood was completely devoid of knives. Uh, I think most people don't know that, but Koreans are really, um, they think that only gangsters use knives. Really? I don't know if you've heard that before, but yeah, so they think that like, (laughs) yeah, so yeah, the word for gangster in Korean is gangpe. And so my mom would always be like, put that knife away, you know, stop being a gangpe. So I'd be like, all right, well, no knives, no knives for me. Um, So I, I didn't really get into knives at all until really late um until i was about 17 in high school and that's because my other friend who actually ironically is also korean but doesn't listen to his parents um he got into knives um and he showed me his kershaw leak which is like one of the you know biggest introductory knives i guess for most people uh, so i got the kershaw leak and i was like wow this is really neat and then he showed me his benchmade griptilian at the same time and i was like that's even more neat. <laughs> so I bought the I bought the leak first on Amazon, and after about a week, I was like, I think I want um, the Benchmade. <laughs> like the leak is cool, but I was like, ah, the Benchmade is kind of cooler. So I bought the Benchmade, and then I think in about like I don't know a month or so, I I bought a Sabenza. Oh, wow. Jeez, man, dang. Be- because well, the reason is because um, one I had spare money because I don't buy anything other than knives and knife related stuff i don't i've never bought my clothes well clothes ever in my entire life i subsist completely off of like birthday present clothes and like christmas (laughs) present clothes so i can i can understand that because um you know i i go to university and um my wardrobe i have probably like 15 or 20 um university shirts that i've just (laughs) i've just gotten for free and that's all i wear you know? <laughs> yeah, and, and people are like, "Oh yeah, you're repping that," you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I understand. So I had the disposable income, and my friend kept buying all this stuff and showing them to me, and I was like, "I need to have that too because it's awesome." So I had my Sabenza, which spoiled me because if you have a Sabenza <laughs> around a month into knife collecting, and then you start like looking at CRKTs, it's not that you. Know, it's just like it's really hard That's to go a, backwards. Yeah. yeah. Um, how did you? What What did you get? Like, what job did you do to have all that? Was that just birthday money, or did you have a job? Um, it was a mixture of... I mean, I don't have an official job. It was, but, like, tutoring. Okay, okay. Um, well, which, that's, you know... If you know, if you know how, like, tutoring pays in uh, the Los Angeles area, it's kind of insane. So I'd get, like, $50 an hour. So after wow. six hours, I bought a Sabenza, and I was like, <laughs> okay, I have a Sabenza now. That's um, so it was literally, like, a month and a half of work, right? Because I'd do, like, you know, an hour a week. Um, in between school and whatever, and then I just had the Sabenza money. So mm-hmm. um, dropped that, got my small Sabenza, and from then on, it just only escalated. <laughs> um, I kind of refined my tastes a little bit, and now I know exactly what I want. So, you know, I have, like, the Shiro, I have the Techno 2. So those kind of, like, titanium frame locks usually, um, like the Sabenza. So I sort of got my tastes down, I guess. So how did you get into knife making? Where does that jump in? Oh, man, that was after I jumped, um, I want to say a couple years later, I bought an Andre Thorburn mm-hmm. custom knife. That was like $825 or something. Oh, um, and when 
<laughs> when I, and when I had that knife, I thought to myself, okay, this isn't sustainable anymore. Because <laughs> <Cause, laughs> uh, I was in college and I wasn't really making money anymore. And I was like, okay, this just isn't going to happen anymore. Um, so I thought to myself, okay, well, you know, what if I, what if I made my own knives? You know, like, could I ever... Would it, I don't know. I, I was a sort of very long-term thinking, but I was like, man, way into the future, if I made my own knives, I could just make my own, like, Andre Thorburn-style, like, really nice knife, maybe. Yeah, you know? because so. your pricing is way more generous than a $800 Andre Thorburn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely thought to myself, like, it's obviously, you know, if you have the tools and the ability, then it is cheaper to make your own custom knife. Obviously, uh, to well, buy one. <laughs> for for someone uh, to make your own custom knife, then yeah, because you're only paying for the cost of materials. I mean, you're not paying yourself for the labor. Exactly, so, <laughs> and labor is the most of the costs. So. Yeah, right. That's or um, for, that's going to be most where your profit's going to lie. But obviously, right. when you're making yourself a knife, that's not the profit is your knife that you make for yourself. <laughs> yeah. um, wow, that's really interesting. Um, yeah. So I also had a lot of spare time, but I'm not going to get into why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Um, uh, yeah. We can go into that later. I think maybe now is a good uh, chance to segue into uh, knife news and maybe, you know, upcoming knives and uh, past knives have come out in the past six months. And also the uh, crew Carta debacle that happened oh, just God. a few days ago. <laughs> so I personally, I personally did not um, really, I, it, it was a wasn't it a Spider Coast Shaman Ricardo yeah. uh, yep. sprint. I personally do not like the Spider Coast Shaman. It's not my not. It's too big for me. Um, I just don't. I mean, you're wrong, but <laughs> I'm more of a <laughs> I'm okay more of a Mannix. I'm more of a Mannix type of guy. So that's just I. But um, I know a lot of people really cared about that knife, uh, getting that knife, and I think it's one of the quickest sprint runs that have um, sold out in recent memory. So uh, do you oh, guys yeah. want to share? I don't know if any of you guys uh, went out and try. I think Jacob probably tried to get one. So when it dropped, I was actually um, on a plane back uh. from Europe, like when it dropped. So I, I had a couple other people in the Discord um, looking for me, um, and neither one of them could get it because allegedly it sold out in a little under 10 seconds. I think one person from our from our uh, Discord group. Yeah, yeah. Carbidize um, is yeah. the only person from our Discord <laughs> that lucky. got it. One out of 12. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, we should give people some context. So, basically, um, Spiderco makes production knives. And in this case, the production model is called the Shaman. And what they do is they do something called sprint runs where they change the handle material and the blade steel and everything else is the same. Okay, so the base model is exactly the same. Yeah, it's the same design, but with different, more um, exclusive materials. Um, right, exclusive, exactly. Exclusive to, usually exclusive to certain stores, um, you know, so that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So in this case, um, it was a, a version, sprint run, that was uh, being sold by a cutlery shop. And this one, we call it the Crew Carta because the steel is called Crewware. And it cha they changed from G10 uh, handle scales to Micarta. So it's Crew Carta. Um, but the, the thing about, you know, this is, it, it is like 
only for people who care about premium materials, right? If you don't care about, you know, having the best knife steel or the, the nicest feeling handle material, then it doesn't really matter to you that much. But it matters a lot to us because we're like that. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we're, we're like, wow, that's a really cool collector's item. And we're collectors at heart, you know? So that's when we see that, we're like, wow, that's cool. That's a cool steel. That's a cool material. I want that. You know? I genuinely want it for like a, a really, uh, a somewhat high end, like beater knife. Right. Um, I want to try crewwear for a while and my Carter's probably one of the best materials out there, especially if you're actually working with it. Right. Um, so, and, and the, the regular shaman, I've tried it. I, I like the ergonomics and stuff, but the materials that specifically the G10 just isn't for me. And if you buy aftermarket, my card scales, you're moving that $200 knife up to like three. Mm-hmm. And this is 208 bucks for a pretty good steel and right. you know reasonable handle and, material and that's great and you know for 208 bucks it's still an expensive knife and it's crazy oh, yeah. how fast that sold out i mean the closest um knife i think that i've i i bought the uh 20 cv uh dlt pm2 sprint run and that sold out in like a minute and a half mm-hmm. so to think of uh, a sprint run selling out in literally less than a minute, let alone less than 30 seconds, um, is absolutely insane. You it's know? depressing. It is oh, depressing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait so, until the scalpers yeah. get it, you know? <laughs> I know. And, and that's, those are... Um, $400. Right. So that, those are the two interesting topics about this, I think, is one, like, you know, the scalpers and the secondary market pricing, which... Jacob just said is four hundred dollars on eBay right now, right. and so whether like I, I th- well I already know your guys' opinions, but we should sort of share that since obviously anyone who's listening doesn't know us. Um, what are your opinions on the secondary market values of the crew carta? Uh, well, you know, I, I, a lot of people. So uh, there, there's two in the in our slash knife uh, knife swap, right? And this, this is where I sell my knives and where I buy my knives for the most part. I think most of the people there see are, are split 50-50 almost completely, right? And, and one, one side says, well, it's okay to sell it for above retail um, by, you know, a, a, an opinionated amount. You know, it, it varies. But some people believe it's okay to sell it for over retail and make a profit off of it, which I think some and the other side would consider that scalping, right? Yeah. Um, personally, I believe that in 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 a context like that, I think you can sell it for more than retail. It's maybe a little scummy, but like I'm not gonna say that you can't do it because obviously there is a fair value. Um, I, I'm a business major in college. I can see, you know, things increase in value when they, when scarcity increases. Right. Yep. So, so the <clears throat> demand yeah. is high. The supply is low. I can understand it being, you know, 20, $30, maybe more, but there are people that are going to sell that for, you know, a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars more, yep. and that's where Maximum it's profit. really that's where it's crazy scalping, and that's where I have to say personally, I don't agree with that. So there is a philosophical element here as well. Um, so here's an example. Okay, so we are okay with uh, scarcity that isn't forced. So for example, if you plan ahead and say, let's say you go to a game where you know, like, oh, this is the guy, this is going to be the guy's one thousandth home run, and you catch that ball, you're going to keep it because you know it's going to increase in value over time, right? Yeah. 
and nobody says you're doing a bad thing if you sell it for a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there is to some extent, obviously, it is okay to sell something for, you know, more than it was worth originally if you keep it over time it increases in value or whatever like there are situations right. where you can definitely sell things for more uh, than they were originally worth maybe right there is yeah. also a uh you know it also depends on the community that you're selling to like for yeah. i i brought up r slash uh knife swap right that's where i do all my buying and selling but I, if you're going on ebay um you're gonna find a way higher uh amount oh, yeah. of people that are going to pay those crazy scalped prices uh, right, and that's because they think anonymous, you know. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> it is yeah, anonymous. Reputation on eBay, it's just you see a listed item, it's two hundred dollars more. Either you're going to buy it or you're not. You know, Knife Club, they can they can tear you to pieces. By yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, but they're you're also exactly probably right. not going to pay four hundred dollars on Knife Club. So exactly, right. right? And and there's that element of you know. Like you, you put this item up for sale. Did you, did you buy it with the intention of just scalping? Like people care about that as well. You know, that's what gets me. That right mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Right? Well, like, did, I, cause, cause, yeah. I think you brought up Brian, um, that, uh, you thought that they were botting or someone brought up that they thought they were, uh, the website was being botted to get the knife as fast as they could to scalp it or something. Right. Like to click that. faster. Cause I, I clicked pretty much as fast as humanly possible. I was at checkout, I think 19 seconds. I pressed the button and it was all gone. All 50 were gone. Right. Um, I mean, you know, it's possible people are just faster than me, obviously, well, but you know, and also yeah. I, I don't, the, the website servers, you know, there's probably a, a huge amount of people on there trying to click at the same time, yeah. uh, overloading the website servers. Um, so but I do think you're on something there with saying that it was probably being botted. Um, with yeah, and t- I wouldn't be surprised because I would be surprised. Way, like there are no consequences, pretty much, and you can get a quick two hundred bucks, right? Like for every single one that you get. Did did <laughs> uh did Cutlery Shop? I know DLT does this for sprint runs, um, and probably uh, Blade HQ. But did Cutlery Shop had a have a um like a you could only buy two knives One or two. Yeah. Yeah. Did, yeah, yeah. They did. Okay. So, I mean, that's better, I guess. I, I, I suppose, you can make multiple accounts of that. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Not hard. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was thinking. But, uh, still though, you know, it's, wow. That's crazy. Crazy. That whole thing happened. Uh, uh, I can't imagine. Hopefully they'll do another run, you know, I think uh, the arc is blade HQ hasn't released them yet. And I think out of all the, retailers they're gonna have the most they should they should they'll make so much money off of it (laughs) oh yeah Yeah. and that's the second question is you know um given the fact that secondary market prices are based on scarcity and that the initial the original company that makes these knives isn't benefiting from those secondary prices should we argue that spider co should be making more of the sprint runs that they know are going to be popular um well Um, if, if they're wanting to please their community um, yes, but you know there may also be difficulties with the handle material. Um, they don't work with micarta a ton, um, or you know there could be issues with crew wear. It I guess it really depends on the materials being used. If they're I, having difficulty machining it, I could see it. Otherwise, I, I, I don't really know. I think they could though. I think I think you're onto something there though because you could argue well they are having difficulty machining it and whatnot. However, the the secondary prices are skyrocketing, you know, yeah. and you could make the argument just like, uh, 
you know, this is a whole another topic entirely, but you know how the Greensboro brothers, um, they priced their Norsemen and whatnot and the Rask way higher than they used to because they were so high a secondary market. So you could make the argument that Spyderco could do the same and sell more um, of those sprint runs. But I mean, I think I think uh, if they if they're gonna make more. Right, like, and they—they're saying they can't because the prices of like grinding or machining would be a little higher. Just incorporate that into the cost; people well, yeah, will be happy exactly to pay. What I was saying, yeah, I uh, think like two fifty for one for sure. Um, but right. some places are selling it for NSRP, which is three twenty, uh-huh. and they're still selling out. Yeah, right. instantly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I I think that's just gonna um fall into Spyderco's ideology about the subject. I mean, I don't know, yeah. you know. I don't know what <laughs> what Eric and Sal, you know, really thought about sprint runs and how I don't know what their ideology is about it, you know. So Sal I had think actually posted on the Spyderco forum the other day about um I think it was a different color um crew carta offering. Yeah, green. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was and he, he kind of said, I know this is a bad time, and I there was no um real context given, but I'm assuming that he kind of knows, like they can tell these are <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. sought after. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, he did say I, 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 uh, I might be able to argue for more, mm-hmm. which was interesting to me because I thought he was in charge of everything. <laughs> well, um, so too, but... well, Sal, Sal's not the CEO anymore, right? It's Eric. Yeah. So right, I just didn't think he would have to argue for I being able to make more way. of something. You know, <laughs> I mean, I don't know who is behind uh, Spiderco's. Um, you know, like design production, you know, going into production team. I don't know who's, yeah. you know, it may not be, I, I, I kind of doubt it's going to be, you know, Eric, who's like, okay, um, though we're making those, um, uh, shaman, um, sprint runs. He, it, he might be above that. It might be someone else, um, in a kind of, uh, product level part, yeah. of the, you know, um, who knows? I don't know much about their business, um, hierarchy but i think we're kind of lingering on this topic i think we should probably segue into another knife news topic so okay um i think next up is the production shamwari yes Uh, why not re-up why not (laughs) re-up please uh i don't know what's what's the problem with it being we and not uh ria i I, i'm not I, I, I don't know. Understand. From my experience, I just think Ria has better fin finish. And but the thing is, I understand why they use Wii because they could put more is that, out. Is yeah. that true though? Because I felt like I've seen uh, people complain a lot about Riot's fit and finish. Um, like, I can only speak for myself. Well, okay. So in, it, it, I can't speak for myself because I haven't owned Riot, but I have seen um, uh, people like. Uh, people in the discord specifically um the asian mongoose um <laughs> naming names but he's a good guy he uh, he has uh he likes riots right and he's gotten he has uh l- reached out to uh a um a god uh one of the you know like blade hq or someone like that indiana yeah. i don't remember whoever was se- a seller he's 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 looking at a third party seller and they had him like uh four different riots i think um and he could find blemishes in all of them right um mm. but i don't know I, I, it depends you know with we making the production shamwaris i've heard you know there out there's been a variety of different um kind of quality control with uh we knives um you know like production runs of other companies knives other designs right 
Yeah. We seems like the go-to for a lot of designers nowadays um, because it's kind of that mix between a pretty good fit and finish from my experience with the ones I have and semi-affordability. Right. Um, if you went with Riot, it's probably going to be more expensive. Um, just general, generalizing That's there. But, exactly. Um, it is It is 100% the price. I think um, Matt, Matt, I don't know how to pronounce the last name, Degnan. Yep. Um, for the for the Weenar, <laughs> um, yeah, he was he was uh, saying that he really wanted the price to be at a certain point, right? This and you're not going to get that, right? You're not going to get two hundred dollars no. for Riot, like just not no. going to happen. I think Riot's uh, so, more yeah. exclusive. I mean, you don't see. Look at what Wee's doing. Wee's got a whole um, budget line, you know, with mm-hmm. Savivi. Like they they. The, I don't think I don't, Riot would ever do that. I don't think honestly. Riot has that. I don't think they are that big of a company. Yeah, um, last time know. I checked, we had over 200 employees, and Riyadh has like 30. So that's the huge. Now, difference. yeah, and I, I so I think for the average person, we is probably um, better in terms of price right. and acceptable fit and finish. For yeah. me personally, I would prefer Riyadh because I'm willing to pay uh, a little more for what I consider to be the type of quality that I want. Um, I'm willing to pay more for the fact that the blades are hand ground, and so um, it preserves the heat treat. So things like that are honestly, we have to talk about what. Uh, an exciting thing it is to have a production shamwari, um, you know, because yeah. yes. I, I, that is such a sought after knife in the community and in, in the cust, you know, people that want customs. Shamwari. It's like the first custom I wanted, and then I saw the aftermarket price. <laughs> and realistically, yeah. there's no way. Yeah, I mean, to put it this way, the crew card secondary market is a joke compared to the Shamwari secondary market. So, um, for a production Shamwari, I mean, that's fantastic for someone that just wants to have the design, you know, that they love looking at, and especially for someone that wants to have a higher end front flipper, you know, like I have uh, the Metamorph, the real steel Metamorph. It's my first um, front flipper, and like it's a great one though. I well, yeah, right, I. I never um, was really interested in uh, front flippers before this. And now I'm like, wow, I really kind of want another front flipper, you know? And I think something like this is a great option for someone that's looking for that higher end. Do we know Do we know the price on the production Shamwari yet? I've like, heard two under 300. <laughs> yeah. That's well, that's, that's fantastic <laughs> though, you know, for... Um, for what for what a shamwari usually goes okay. for? Do you want to spend two k or two hundred fifty dollars? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you're not gonna, obviously you're not going to get the uh, <laughs> the what you're going to get from a custom maker, but but you are going to get something that I would say will suffice. And well, yeah. I've heard they're only making a few hundred of them, which is it's a little concerning to me. Um, possibly because of the timing with crew card as it is uh-huh. um i feel like there's a lot of knives that, are, that have been coming out lately that are just hard to get they're going quickly but they're making just a few of them and right. i don't know if you guys want to touch on this at all but with that um shamori uh kevin john clone coming up um, <laughs> i think it's a i think it's a good time for him to be putting them out to offer some competition right there mm-hmm. yep but i i g- genuinely hope that they're obtainable because right. they're only through his website too, I believe. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's the biggest problem for me is directly from him. One of the never mind. He am I the only one who finds it hilarious though? Like, am I the only who finds it hilarious that part of upcoming news is a clone coming out and people are excited for that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because these knives, like like Vex said, they're going for like two thousand dollars, which is to to yeah. us, to people that are really really into knives and are spending hundreds of dollars. 
that's an entirely different level. That's no, so I would I would never spend two thousand dollars on it. No, no, I would never spend I a thousand dollars. That's out of my. I would never do that. I, I my my parents, my my girlfriend, they'd look at me like I was insane. You know? <laughs> You're insane. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I mean, I'm already insane because my collection is worth over a thousand dollars already. You know. Yeah. But I could oh, not. God. I could. <laughs> Jacob's like Jacob's like oh crap. <laughs> I'm looking over it. Um, I recently got a new a new knife case for like it, but I have my collection kind of on display now. And as you're saying that, I'm looking over and I'm just like, uh, I could pay off like every bit of debt. <laughs> no, that I have no, right no. Now. yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. Well, <laughs> but you get what I'm saying, you know. It, it, yeah. It's still, think about it, man. A shamwari, like, think about how big of a chunk of your collection that would be right like that would be all of my high-end stuff basically. right like if, if you're like fine. if you own even if you owned like <laughs> even if you owned like twenty thousand dollars worth of knives that's a tenth of your collection you know? yeah exactly insane and knife. Worth of knives is a lot of knives that's insane. a lot of lot of so knives. and then i couldn't use it and as a i i like to use my knives you know i know a lot and that's there's an another thing we can talk about is the ideology between a user and a collector and kind of the in-between, right? Like Safe I'm, queens. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm in-between. Probably a different topic, though. That, that, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit more in-between. I, I kind of I, – I, I'm not really a safe queen type of person, but I, I – I feel like I do tend to not beat on my higher end knives as much. Um, That's what I do. Um, if, yep. You know, I'm not going to beat the crap out of my torrent, but I'm yeah. not going to leave it there and never carry Mainly it. Mainly because, yeah. <laughs> well, you're you're kind of crazy, Brian. You like I, you, I yeah, Brian you do some crazy, like, crazy crap. You, you, I mean, I saw that rowdy. Me out. I, <laughs> uh, I mean, wow, it's just, but but it's cool. What you do is amazing. I, I he really does love service seeing, for the community, honestly. No, um, like, watch seeing your that bug out. You kind of changed. I mean, that wasn't crazy, but you do some crazy stuff, and I love it. You know, it's uh, it's good information sometimes. <laughs> it really is. I mean, if if anyone's listening and they haven't checked out Brian's channel, go look. Um, he talks a lot about like uh, more more of like the cutting performance of knives and stuff so far. But it's it's genuinely interesting stuff, right? Um, what I do want to point out is Brian is transparent knives. That it's yes, his business. <laughs> that, that is his business. That is his YouTube. That is, I believe, that's his uh, Reddit. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, as well. Transparent knives. Um, and you can you should go into why uh, your name is transparent knives. By the way, really quickly. Oh yeah, I actually completely forgot to introduce myself. I just said I'm a maker. <laughs> He's a maker. On. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I am transparent knives. Um, the name comes from not the knives being see-through because I get that comment all the time. Like I can see, <laughs> I can see your knives though. No, uh, it's transparent knives because um, I try to be transparent about my process. So everything from like you know the materials to how much I'm working, how much I value my labor at per hour, that all gets put in a summary and a price breakdown. And so the pricing is transparent, and that's why I call it transparent knives. Um, and part of that, you know, I've, I, that was the initial reasoning behind the name, but I've extended that to everything else I do. So now on my YouTube channel, where you can see the lowest quality videos in your life, um, <laughs> what, what you can see is like I, I show the testing behind all my decisions, like why I choose to grind my knives thin, why I choose like each hardness for each steel, um, like the testing that goes behind that. Um, so. I think when people can see all the things that go into a knife and all the, all the decisions being thought about, it's a lot cooler. Um, 
I especially got that impression. I'm not going to go into detail on this, but uh, literally yesterday I went to California Custom Knife Show. I'm not going to name names, but I talked to some makers and they couldn't tell me what the geometry of their knife was. They couldn't tell me what the heat treat of their knife was. And I was like, those are all things that are directly related to performance. So not it's only alarming. should you know it, you should tell other people that information openly, right? Right. Exactly. Um, if they're gonna if they're gonna drop a thousand dollars on your knife, they that you you should at least you should know that information, right? Yeah. But yeah, that's um, I think that's perfectly you know, uh, like you're you're liable to tell your customer that information. I mean, why why wouldn't you know? You know, why would you make any other tool and not talk about, um, you know, the technical the, specifications yeah. behind? You know, right? Exactly. Doesn't make any sense. Right. So, but yeah, that's why I'm named Transparent Knives. I'm just trying to be transparent about all things, even the bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I know Brian doesn't want to plug himself, but he makes some beautiful, fantastic knives. He has a website. It's like, I believe it's transparentknives.com. So you can go check that out and just look at his uh, amazing, amazing work, really. He's actually going to be my first custom knife. So I'm super, super excited about <laughs> I it. I mean, and getting to see his process and him talk about the stuff he does on YouTube. Yeah. While knowing that I'm gonna like get it, get something from him, it's it's really cool. And the prices are fantastic. Oh yeah, D- they're amazing. Yeah, I so, honestly don't know how he does it. It's Seriously, uh, and yeah, but... if you and also if you want to talk to Brian, you can uh, you can join our Discord, uh, the Knife Club anyway. Discord. It's on r slash Knife Club. Um, so you can all talk to all of us there. Just mm-hmm. so you oh, know. we need to note that um, you have to use the old Reddit, not the new Reddit. Because yes. if you use the old Reddit, the link won't work. So <laughs> if you use new Reddit, the link won't work. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the new Reddit, the link won't work. The old Reddit, the link does work. So I, I do yeah. not know why that is. Um, yeah, it's some <laughs> which begs Reddit. the question: Why are you using the new Reddit in the first place? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop doing um, that. But okay, let's um, let's segue into maybe um, let's see, maybe then. Do you want to talk about the triple uh, design Dauntless? Um, oh, let's skip it and go to the Pena one. That one's kind of interesting. To okay, me. okay. The uh, Cutlery Shop Pena Production Front Flipper Trapper. Wait, is that right? Oh, is it by Cutlery Shop? Mm, I don't. Uh, I didn't. Oh no, no. I wrote. I wrote oh, oh, sorry. Shop for, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, so we don't. We don't know who's selling it yet. Sorry. That's that's my fault. It may be. Sorry. That's my fault. I was re- I was reading it it's side by side on my uh my document. That's my fault. Oh okay. So um yeah. So yeah. it's the Pena Production Front Flipper Trapper uh, by Enrique Pena. Um we do we know who's making that yet? Riot. Oh Riot's making it. Okay. Yeah. Well that's even more exciting because um. Well, there's <laughs> there's a couple of things that make it exciting. Uh, the first is that Riot does some really nice material finishing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and this is not a knock on Enrique Pena at all because what he does, he does perfectly, right? Um, so he for the I've, I handled one of his customs. They were about 850 at the show, and uh, it was in Micarta, and they were hand they were perfectly flush, hand sanded perfectly. The thing is, though, a lot of people don't. It looks good in pictures, but a lot of people don't like how that feels because it feels very slick. There's no texture. Yeah. Uh, and so what Riyadh does is um, they're known for having some pretty nice micarta. It has some nice texture while also still being flush, etc. And so it, 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 it's possible that the production could actually feel nicer in hand than the custom, which is really exciting. Um, and I also tried out that front flipper action. It's sort of like an interesting looking, you know, front flipper design, but it's 
What's unique about it to me is that uh, I've tried so many front flippers by now. It's the only one that is very easy to actuate with your thumb and your index finger, like both ways, just no effort, no need to change your grip or anything. Um, yeah. So the design is really good. The size is really good. And if it's, uh, if it's Riot, the you know quality is likely going to be very good as well. So The only thing I'm dreading at this point um, is if you go back and look at the prototypes from Blade Show this year, because I've, I've been obsessing about this knife for a while, um, there's no, there's nothing really on the blade. Of course, you know, there's going to be Maker's Mark and stuff like that. I knew that, but he's added a nail nick to it, and it's oh what a nail yeah. nick? Why? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. know. Someone, someone linked busy. that. Someone linked that in the uh, Discord recently, didn't they? Oh, oh, yeah. Vex has linked oh, there it. There it is. Chat. Yeah, um, it just kills the the look of the blade to me. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not really. I don't. I don't really care. I mean, I guess I'm not as picky as some people, but it's. I don't care about it. Like cutting performance wise, people talk about getting snagged. I don't care. Oh, about well, that. I, I, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. well you're saying it, you you were saying yeah. aesthetically you don't like it, which yes, that's um, what bothers me. Well, um, you know, I think maybe he must be that. listening to uh, a complaint about uh maybe maybe someone complained about it was hard to front flip or something <laughs> i mean i know <laughs> i know to be a front flipper that's what i don't get well, i think you know, he chose aesthetically to put it on just because it looks like a traditional to begin with it does look like a traditional yeah I, I agree with that i was thinking I, the only reason i thought maybe um uh because someone complained was because it it reminds me of um just uh two days ago i was sitting with my girlfriend and i was showing her my metamorph and she was like <laughs> she was trying her hardest to flip this thing and i was like i was like you just gotta flip it this way hold it this way in the kind of the crease of your palm and blah 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 and she was like she just couldn't get it and i was like yeah i'm gonna tell you right now um i'm buying this and if it has a nail nick i'm converting it to a harpoon so that i have no nail nick <laughs> I, I might genuinely have you uh fix that for me because you're the abstruse that you sold me like I love it so much. I've been I've been cutting the crap out of everything with it. Ergonomic. Oh yeah, it's oh, amazing. Yeah, basically, so I good. just removed the uh, nail nick on the abstruse, which is also a front flipper that has a nail nick for some reason. Um, that's by Isham. Yep. And uh, it's it's so much more fun with it. But the, the thumb ramp that you basically added into the blade for me, at least ergonomically, is perfect. Do you, uh, Brian? Do you offer modding services? Um, I mean, I, I just mod for fun. Usually, like, if people send in a knife for regrind, I'll do a mod for free. That's crazy. Wow. So people are just like, oh, I want this regrind, and I also want, like, a larger toil or a yeah. harpoon shape or whatever, and I'll just be like, it takes me two seconds. Like, it's right. such an easy thing to do, so I just do it for the, free. Um, your, your, like, mirrored stonewash is absolutely awesome. Oh it's crazy. I don't, I've it's never so seen a good. mirrored stonewash that looks like it, look like it does, you know? Yeah. Oh, quick shout out to uh, our boy Tyler Stents. If you look at that post on Instagram that Pena made, he's the top comment with the most likes. And he basically says, they look so good, but why the nail nick? <laughs> um, dude, he, so, he and him have been talking about that. He hates it more than I do. <laughs> so he's, he's, yeah. he's representing us. <laughs> so just, just so you know, the Discord has power and influence, obviously. Uh, we, we're, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. It's getting <laughs> the Discord is getting huge now. It's uh, over three hundred members. It's crazy. I mean, I remember you know when I first joined like a year and a half ago, it was like I don't know, like eighty members or something like that, or maybe even less. And um, uh, when I became moderator, I basically was like, I was sitting in class and I was like, man, I am so bored. And uh, like Discord was dead. No one was talking in it. You know, everyone was doing something. So I took that time. 
um, to basically advertise it on the subreddit. And uh, as you know, over the past you know eight uh, since March, so it is currently October twenty seventh, uh, twenty nineteen. Since March, um, it has grown uh, like to over two hundred members, and it's still growing really fast every day. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. So I'm I'm happy about it. I think a lot of pe- I think you know I know people complained about the changes we've been making as we've been trying to find ourselves, but I think at this point in time, um, the Discord's really in a good place, especially in terms of uh, server organization and uh, you know channel specification and whatnot. So pretty happy about it. I'm a recent member, and I I really like it. Um, it's you talked about it being dead before. It's it's almost always active. I work yeah. third shift, and even at like four or five a.m. Eastern Standard, people. <laughs> Yeah. It's wild, man. It's Talking wild. Um, yeah, you know, I know uh, there are people that um, get on uh, at like 3 a.m. and they're just talking, and it's it's great. You know, it's great to see that. Um, and here's and like it's so different than every other Discord I've ever been on. Um, I know I'm going off kind of on a tangent, but um, you know, I've been on the EDC Discord and um, the uh, the uh, uh, Chef Knives Discord, and I just haven't found a community that is as um, <laughs> as uh, active as ours, so it's uh, really great, uh, and I hope we continue to grow more because it's great to have uh, people like all of y'all on here. It's uh, like Brian's pretty recent, Jacob, you're pretty recent, um, so it's it's great. And Vex, you're pretty recent. I guess I guess I'm just old. Yeah, you're <laughs> a veteran, <laughs> a veteran of the Discord, but uh, it's great. It's great. Uh, you know, um, we used real to... quick. I'm gonna have to. I have to go. Um, so you guys can finish out the podcast. Um. I have some some plans I have to okay, go great. fulfill, um, but it's been fun talking with you guys, and I look forward to future episodes. And yeah. if you're um, listening to this, thank you. Yeah, it's great. Yep. It's great having you, Jacob. Um, yeah. So, Thanks, guys. Bye. Yeah. Bye. I'll see you guys. All right. Um, see you later. Uh, so we can round this podcast out. I think it's been going on for about. Um, 45 minutes, believe it or not. So it's been pretty long already. So we can kind of round it out and kind of do some conclusions. Um, I think maybe uh, Brian, can, if he wants to talk about some maker stuff, and then we can uh, finish out with a conclusion. Oh, well, I want to plug two knives really quick, though, for upcoming knives and news. I'm not going to go into depth on them, but I just handled them both at uh, the, the California Custom Knife Show. One is the Olamic Whippersnapper, uh-huh. which I just want to say that... Um, the front flipper tab on it is so much better than the busker, which I loved already. So if you like the busker, you will like the whippersnapper even more. Um, it's super comfortable. It's chamfered better than the busker as well. And I was told by... Um, what's his name again? Not I always Eugene. forget people's name. Eugene. I was told by Eugene that it's going to be probably around $400 for the base. But the base model will have more customization options than the busker or any previous model. So Ooh, that's nice. That's nice. So uh, that's one news. I the love other that. news is I yeah. So it was all good. And um, the other news is I picked up a Monterey Bay EWC. Right. Um, and this is <laughs> this is the most fun knife I've ever handled in my life. Really? I'm not going to say it's the most useful. It's it's the most fun. It's the most <laughs> fidgetable. Um, um. Yeah. This. Just, I, I don't know. I can't stop a, playing with it. Uh, I'll have to, uh, I will be posting um, pictures, I think, in, in the middle of the, uh, this podcast where we talk about these certain knives. And so that um, I think, I think I'm going to have either you, Brian, or Jacob post this to YouTube and it will, uh, we can have, uh, you know, for those who are watching it on YouTube, they can see a picture of it. I will 
Um, hopefully also include links in the description. We will include links in the description to all this stuff so you can go check it out. So, um, why is it so cool, Brian? What's, what's so cool about it? I haven't seen it. So the EWC. Yeah. Um, so it's actually a super simple design. a la Ray Laconico. Um, you know, everything he does is just straight lines and very simple. But, uh, what I like about it is that, I mean, simple is useful, right? So it's just, a uh, regular drop point blade, almost a spear point. Uh, it's M390, and this uh, the like opening and closing it is just like super super easy. You can open and close it like I don't know if you can hear that. Yeah, I can hear it. <laughs> that's me. That's me opening and closing it. Like it's the fastest opening and closing you can ever possibly do. Uh-huh. Super easy to do one handed or literally one fingered. Actually, you only need right. one finger to use this knife because mm-hmm. um, there's no lock bar or anything to to press. So. Yeah, and it's super, it's super, super thin behind the edge as well, which is something we'll get into probably in a future podcast. Um, but just for people who are curious, it's uh, 18 thou, which is pretty good. Um, and yeah, the carbon fiber is some of the nicest carbon fiber pattern that I've ever seen. Um, it has a nice groove on the show side. That's just a nice touch. Mm-hmm. The pocket clip is super, super good. Like, it's it just... It's one of those like perfect springs, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. Literally, the only bad thing I could, I could say about this knife is that the butt of the handle is a little sharp, and mm-hmm. if you just hit it with a sand piece of sandpaper like for two seconds, that problem's gone. Yeah. So yeah, that um, um yeah. yeah Ray Laconico, he uh, he makes some fantastic uh, looking knives. I'm uh, I I really want to buy the uh, drop keen. I know you know that that keen. I had um one of the other mods uh, in the Discord. Um, Samurai Jarak is his uh, screen name. He uh, he sent me in our pass around the Keen, and gosh, that was probably one of my favorite knives in recent memory. Um, very simple knives, I think, but very uh, very versatile. And another thing I want to go into is I uh, I do want to tell our uh, listeners that um, <laughs> a lot of us in the Discord. Um, not me personally, but there are a lot of people in the Discord, including Brian, who are very um, particular uh, particular about edge geometry. So, um, so things like yes, uh, <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> so measurements behind the edge is something that you're go- probably going to hear uh, pretty um, a lot in the podcasts. Um, and if that doesn't matter to you, that's fine. But uh, you you'll probably hear it. Uh, so yeah. Yep, it's one of those things like just ignore it if you don't care but if you do care then it's just a nice measurement to hear about Mm -hmm. uh for people who like you know go into geometry and performance and stuff like that that's basically in layman's terms it's basically slicing performance right is that yep yeah exactly so that's basically you know if it's thinner behind the edge it's gonna slice better you know, yeah. In 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 very layman's terms, there's obviously a lot more that goes into it than that, including you know like um, you know if it has a big fat uh, what would you call it? You know um, the back the spine of the blade is really fat or something. You know, obviously that's going to affect slicing performance, but you get the idea. Um, yeah. Right, and um, I guess we should go quickly into the knife collecting topic. Uh, we okay. went over it a bit, right? Which is right. how we got into collecting. Yeah. But I think we should go into, um, now that it's been some years since we all got into the hobby, um, I think the landscape of gateway drugs and budget knives has changed a lot. Agreed, yeah. I think there are a lot more options um, to go for in the budget market, you know? Um, Other than CRKT, which I think a lot of people kind of jump into. Um, Mm -hmm. But there, you know, so it's it's a broader market 
um, in the budget. The, bro- the budget market is broader, is what I'm trying to say, right? And yes. there are a lot more uh, choices and variety in what you can get for the same price. Like, you know, um, now... Like Civivi? Civivi, Real Steel. Like, Reiki. I, say that again. Rake. Rake or Ruik? I don't know how to say it. Rake. It's, I think uh, Rake. Rake. Rake, I believe, you know, is yeah, how... Rake. Rake is how Nick Shabazz, uh, I believe, was told. <laughs> um, uh, Rake, Jeez. it's that's a that's a great um, great uh, option. Um, and CRKT too, if you want cool designs. I don't know if they're up to the snuff. They have the best designs, but sadly, they're made by them. So yeah, um, but you know, uh, stuff like that is uh, fantastic at the fifty dollar mark. And even um, you know, Spiderco's got some really good budget options. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. maybe we should talk about um, what changed. So like why the old knives aren't necessarily bad, but why they're this new class of budget knives is like sort of becoming more popular. It's like, you know, more of the way people are getting into it nowadays, I think. Well, I mean, I think the market's just there. I think the demand's there. I mean, look at how well knives like um, the the cheaper, I mean, this is a little bit higher end of budget, but the cheaper lightweight pair of three sold i mean people like cheaper knives you know um and look how yeah. good civivis sell uh i think it's the i think it's mostly the um what's it called well there's a lot of things obviously but i think it's mostly the materials and the looks right they look like, good um people raise their standards i think um like for, i think os8 doesn't sell very well anymore right. and i think um that's another thing to point uh out is that i think that you know um maybe manufacturers realize that um you know things like i think d2 probably um is just cheap to use you know and putting yeah cheaper knives i mean i don't know about how much d2 costs you might brian but um i think it's just um it's i mean d2 is uh a little bit more expensive than the 9cr and stuff like that Uh actually um, it's just that people associate it with better performance because right. reviewers say it. Now we we could argue about that some other time on how good D two actually is, uh-huh. but uh, but it's definitely a step above ACR and stuff like that. Well, yeah, four forty C OS eight. Right, it's better right. than all those for sure. Well, so. I think you know stuff like fourteen fourteen C twenty eight. Wait, how is that? What is it? Yeah, fourteen C twenty eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, that steel is one of the better uh, budgets. It's amazing well. for the price. Yeah, I think exactly. it's the best actually at that uh, price. Yeah. I think it's the best. And also this metamorph, uh, this metamorph which I got, which was uh, fifty bucks off of uh, one of the other mods. Uh, so I think it's sixty. Um, N six ninety. Yeah. Yeah, N six ninety, which is a great budget steel. I'd say nitrogen. It's a baller steel. Yeah. So it's yeah. a higher yeah. steel. So, you know what people don't realize is that N six ninety is basically just BG ten but better. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um it takes a nice finish and it's tough it's it's a great still and then what's important to note is that you know when you look at some of the vg10 spider codes that are more expensive than the n690 metamorph which has better handle materials as well yeah, it's like it's right. it's there's start the the budget category is definitely becoming more competitive and i think we're noticing that companies like spider co are actually starting to go more toward the high end and sort of leave it behind like, I think they're giving up on the budget end because of these uh, Chinese companies. Well, I think they. I. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Spiderco still has that. Bird. I don't know if they're still releasing new knives in the bird. Um, oh. brand. Well, bird I count as Chinese. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's owned by Spiderco, just just like how Civivi is technically a subset of of uh, of um, We. 
you know, yeah. bird is a subset of spider right. So we, we have to take that into account. Right. I guess non-Chinese is just not possible in the budget range, though, anymore. Yeah, it's no, going to be really hard. Uh, Kershaw, I think they kind of stand up to it just because the name they have. Yeah, but Everyone knows who Kershaw well, is. There is still a lot of Chinese Kershaws, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's true. Um, I will like to, you know, I know there's been this, you know, uh, uh, political stuff going on. I'm very curious to see <laughs> how it affects um, any of the Chinese makers and manufacturers and see, you know, what happens. I don't, you know... I don't even know what's going on. I just know things are going on. <laughs> well, I, think, I know. Yeah. I don't think that's a very. I don't think that's a topic for this podcast. But um, it yeah. is. Uh, it is something. It's definitely going to affect them. I think. Yes. To some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it, it's something to take note of. Yeah. Um, so I think we should probably start uh, wrapping it up with uh, conclusions. We're at about um, fifty-six uh, and a half minutes right now. So I think that's a perfect time um, to start wrapping up our podcast. Um, so, uh, is there anything you want to talk about in conclusions? Um, I think, well, obviously we should note that, you know, the format of this episode is this is going to be different. This is an atypical podcast. Yes. This is, uh, we, we spent a lot of time on talking about ourselves, this podcast, right? which is um, normally not going to happen. It's normally going to be, yeah. we'll be talking really quick, bang out the news, go in depth on a knife collecting topic, maybe do a knife making topic. And if we have a guest, do a guest topic. That would be a longer right. episode, obviously, because we have to make time for the guest. Yes. Um, another thing is we'll probably answer, we probably, I think we want more questions, obviously, before we do like a question section. Yes. So we'll like collect up, once we think we have enough questions to do a section about that, we'll add that. Right. So, like, an older question might you know, have to wait a while until we get more questions and do those all at once. Yes, and I've even been, um, um, I've even been uh, kind of throwing around the idea in my head of making a uh, uh, behind-the-edge pod Twitter and behind-the-edge pod Instagram um, to kind of maybe get, uh, you know, uh, people asking questions about us. So, uh, keep, uh, keep that in the back of your heads to uh, listeners. So, that might be, you know listed somewhere if if we uh, get that going so yeah um, and also we do questions as well right like an email for questions yes yes i'm gonna make an email um okay so uh additionally you can also find us in um the the knife club discord which is on r slash knife club in the sidebar of the old reddit version um you can click that and you will get a join link from me you will click that join link um, accept the rules, make sure you have an email verification for your discord and you'll be able to talk with us. You can at me or at transparent knives, Brian or at Vex and at Jacob. And you can talk to all of us and discuss your views about the podcast and give us suggestions and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, for sure. We'd, we'd love to hear any upcoming news you've heard about. Um, not even just questions. If you want to suggest topics too, like right. we're all ears. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's been um, it's been great uh, doing this podcast with you guys. It's been a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. Um, <laughs> I've really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed hosting it. Um, I look forward to it uh, next time. I believe we will be doing it every Sunday um, at six p.m. Eastern Standard Time is when the podcast will be recorded. Um, we I've been th- uh, kind of throwing around the idea of maybe doing a live. A broadcast every now and then um because i have the capabilities to do that um so we could do that at some point but if not it will be uploaded to uh youtube um and hopefully some other podcast places 
like I yeah, we'll, we'll definitely let you know if we get it onto like Apple Podcast or whatever or mm-hmm. Spotify. If it's possible, we'll do it. So yeah, um, I'll make it my mission. So we'll we will get this all settled out. But this was just a great intro episode to learn more about us and kind of you know set the uh, set the stepping stones for the podcast. So uh, all right, well, uh, thank you all for joining us, and I hope you all have a great day.